đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you and welcome to this week episode of team count my radio today Happy Monday, everyone. Hopefully, you guys are having a great day and hope you guys are getting catching up your assignments and make sure you guys are passing your and uh, passing um, most of your work and stuff like that. Hope you guys are basically doing everything what you can to make sure that you don't fail a class and hopefully, you guys are staying safe and hope you guys are having a Thanksgiving at the same time. Alright, let's get into what we're going to be talking about today. So, state media in Hong Kong attacked choice of UK lawyer for Jamie Life Security Law trial. Race prospect of mainland hearing. State-controlled pro-Beijing newspapers in Hong Kong has fiercely criticized the decision to let a senior British barrister represent Jimmy Lai in his high-profile national security trial, calling one pro-Beijing figures as saying the hearing should be shifted to the mainland if necessary. Lai, 74 years old, is set to be represented by King's counsel, Timothy Owens, as the pro-democracy media moguls faces four charges, two counts of conspiracy to collude with foreign f- countries or external elements, one count of collusion with foreign forces, which is punishable by life's imprisonment, and one count of conspiracy to print, publish, sell, offer for sale, distribute, display, and or reproduce seditious publications. The city's Department of the the city's Department of Justice had made repeat objections in local courts to Owen's involvement in the case. The courts of final appeal were ruled on Friday on the department's latest ex- attempt to exclude the senior counsel on the grounds that an overseas lawyer is inappropriate in a trial about alleged foreign collusion. Last trial is due to start on December 1st, which is this week actually. The state controlled one way poll and Taekwon Pao on Thursday. Step up their attacks on the Court of Appeals' decision to reject the department's plea and to admit Owen. Both papers interviewed Willie Fu, a member of the Pro Beijing Chinese Association of Hong Kong and Macau Studies, who said that if national security interests were harmed as having a as a result of having a overseas barrister, the media tycoon would be, would could under the law stand trial in mainland China. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Fu told Wenwei Po that national security cases were not ordinary cases, allowing a foreign barrister to defend a defendant in such cases might endanger national security and was in, a vi- in violations of the intent of the legislation, which I found out to be ridiculous. Pro-Beijing lawmaker Holden Chow told the two news outlets the, the key to the debate over Owens was no longer simply the issues of nationality, but the fact that the court overly emphasizes human rights. Courts had overemphasized Owen's ability to provide relevant legal knowledge about human rights and ignored the importance of national security. Chow told Tao Kung Pao. Of course, they already inher- Hong Kong inherited its common law judicial system 
from former colonial power Britain, but under the sweeping the sweeping security legislation imposed by Beijing in June 2020, defendants can be tried in mainland China under certain circumstances, although it has not yet happened in, in a security case. Lai has been in custody since December 2020, as pro Apple Daily's newspaper was shut down in June last year. The media tycoons have already been sentenced to prison on charges relating to protests in 2019 and on other and on other occasions. I don't know why. What's the point of having him in custody anyway? If the trial's not gonna happen, then let him out at least for a long time. At least let him out until the trial happens. And I don't think there's evidence that proofs anyway. <laughs> Apple Daily's Jamie Lai had no financial motive over. Over HQ lease breach, Hong Kong course hears. Protomoxy tycoon Jimmy Lai has no financial motive in breaching the terms of the lease for his Apple Daily newspaper headquarters by operating a consultancy from the same building. A court which convicted him of fraud was told. Lai, 75, 74 years old, and Wong Waikung, the administrative director of the Apple Daily's parent company, Next Digital, appeared in front of Judge Stanley Chan in, di- in the district court on Thursday morning. Lai, goes on trial separately for alleged national security offenses next week, was convicted of two counts of fraud on October 25th. He was found to have breached the terms of the lease for Apple Daily's headquarters by concealing the operations of Deco Consultants from the, government's Hong Kong, from the government's Hong Kong Science and Technology Park Corporations from April 1st, 1998 to May 19, 2020. The lease specified the premises should be used for the purposes of printing and publishing. Wong was found guilty one count, found guilty one count of fraud relating to the period between January first, twenty sixteen, and May nineteenth, twenty twenty. At the mitigation hearing on Thursday, Lai's lawyer Derek Chan says his client offense could not be described as complex or meticulous since the company registrations for Deco's clearly listed Apple Daily's headquarters as his address. Deco's rental payments to Apple Daily were also openly disclosed, the barrister said, adding that lies act for convenience only and wasn't motivated by financial interests. According to a surveyor's report previously submitted by the prosecution, Deco would have would have would have had to pay rent totaling between between three point four four point four million dollars between nineteen ninety eight and two thousand twenty, if it's happened have been cited outside the newspaper complex, Derek Chen said that this amount was very small compared with the scale of Next Digital's business, which have been thousands of millions. The barrister said Deco have only have only pre have only occupied around two point sixteen percent of the premises totaling total area, even after days printing limited. Breached the lease term. The primary use of the premises was still publishing and printing in general. It was still abiding to the policy of the lot to develop local industries. The lawyer added that Lai or other staff at Daily's might not have realized that they com- were committing a crime offense when allowing Deco to operate at at the office complex. Derek Chen also asked the judge to make to take into consideration his clients' advanced age. His primary level, his primary school level of education, and his hard work in becoming to rags to rich entrepreneur. 
after Lime after Lime moved from Guangdong from Guangdong to Hong Kong in nineteen in the nineteen sixties, he worked at Glove Factory until starting his own his own garment company, Giordano, and building it into an internationally recognized brand. Lai sold his shares and turned to the media industry in the nineteen nineties. Apple Day, which was founded in nineteen ninety five, gradually grew to become Hong Kong's most popular newspaper. Despite the controversies in recent years since 1995, Amadeus has been an important contributor to Hong Kong's media history and development. Lysler said, citing the publication industry leading approach to using animations to help the, to help the reports. <laughs> the court is scheduled to pass sentence on December 10th. Outside the district court on Thursday morning, a protester known as Grandma Wong, I'm happy she's here, waved the UK UK national flag with a sign that reads, release all political prisoners immediately. She also entered the courtroom and told the defense, keep it up, Mr. Lai. <laughs> I'm happy that you do there to support him. Apple Day folded in June 2021 after Lai and several other members of the publications and of parent company, parent firm Next Digital, were charged under Beijing's sweeping national security legislation. Six former senior staffers of the of the papers, who are also Lai's co-defendants in the national security case, pled guilty on Tuesday to conspiracy to commit collusion. Lai himself has has been in custody since December 2020. He is serving prison terms for prison-related offenses. Meanwhile, Wang Weikong counsel Maggie Wong asked the court to hand down to hand down a suspended sentence in light of her client's lesser role in the case as far as his health and mental condition. The lawyer said said Wong Wykong was not the mastermind, as he had no power over next digital's decision making, financial affairs or management, and there was no proof that he had gained any personal benefits either. In addition, Maggie Wong said her client had suffered greatly during these Two years following his arrest, as the as the sixty one year old has experienced serious hearing loss and developed heart disease and impaired and impaired, his wife was also hospitalized due to serious illnesses. <laughs> the counsel said her clients were was unable to cope with the with the above issues, as well as the stress introduced by this fraud case, thus diagnosed with major depressive disorder. Signed the defendant's psych- psychologist. The barrister said her client's her client's mental condition will further deteriorate if he's sentenced to imprisonment. <laughs> I feel they're, they're doing their best they can to defend him, just so he won't be sentenced to a longer prison sentence. Because if he's seventy four, how can you send a prison at age seventy four? Not, I mean, young people can stand that long, but how can a young person be stand that long? That's what I want to know. <laughs> China's iPhone city placed under COVID lockdown after violent clashes. Again, 6 billion people were on Friday under COVID lockdowns in the Chinese city home, Chinese home to the world's largest iPhone factories after clashes between police and workers fears over pay. Authorities have ordered residents of 8 districts in Zhangzhou in the central provinces of Henan not to leave the area for the next five days, building barriers around around high-risk apartment buildings and setting up checkpoints to restrict travel. 
There have been only a handful of coronavirus cases in the city. Orders followed protests by hundreds of employees over conditions and pay at Foxconn's vast iPhone factory on the outs- on the outskirts of the city. With fresh with fresh images of rallies emerging Friday. Videos footage published on social media and, and geolocated by a peach shows a large group. Shows a large group of people um, geolocated by AAP itself showed a large group of people walking down a street in the vast in the east of the city, some holding signs. So many people so many people, a man can be heard saying AAP, AAP was unable to verify precisely when the protest took place. And after scores of workers left the plant Thursday with payouts of 10,000 yuan, which is up to about $1,400 in the U.S. from Foxconn post from Foxconn post on so, on Chinese short video app Douyin and Kuaishou, said the Taiwanese tech giant was turning away many of the thousands of people that had answered its hiring ads after after a raft of departure in October. Many of those who have tried to take up newly vacant posts at the factory are now stuck in quarantine hotels outside outside the plant, multiple workers told AP. We are in quarantine hotel. and have no way of going to the Foxconn campus, one worker who asked to remain anonymous said. Another employee said those turn away have been promised 10,000 yuan in compensation for being forced to quarantine but receive only a fraction of that amount. They're not letting us start the jobs and we cannot return home. Zhengzhou is under lockdown. One worker forced to quarantine in a nearby Wuzhou city after being promised employment at Foxconn to AP. He added that there were multiple small-scale protests in in other Henan cities by Foxconn workers made to quarantine and unable to work and start work. The unrest in Zhengzhou comes against, comes against the backdrop of mounting public frustrations over the government's zero-tolerance approach to COVID, which compels local authorities to impose grueling lockdowns, travel restrictions, and mass testing. With, China, with China's daily caseload at 33,000 on Friday, a record for the cities of 1.4 billion people, this unrelenting zero-COVID push had sparked sporadic protests and hit productivity, hit productivity in its world's second largest economy. In the southeastern manufacturing hub of Guangzhou, millions of people have been ordered not to leave their homes without a negative virus test. Social media footage published on Friday and geolocated by AFP shows peak residents of the city of Haiju district dismantling barricades and throwing objects at police in hazmat attire. What are you doing? What are you doing? One police officer holding a shield can be heard asking as he and his colleagues packed away from the projectiles. <laughs> These guys are scared. I can guarantee you. They're freaking scared. Why are wimpy? I don't get it. I mean, I, I, expect, I expect them to give like a hug to the authority and maybe they should go to North Korea. <laughs> That's what they should be in. We're going to turn away from a little political movement to something different. Beijing courts jails Chinese-Canadian ex-pop star Chris Wu for rape. 
Chinese-Canadian ex-pop star Chris Wu has been jailed for 13 years after being found guilty of rape, a Chinese court said Friday. Wu's originally shot to fame, shot to fame as a member of the K-pop boy band EXO before leaving in 2014 to launch a successful solo career as a singer, actor, model, and variety show judge. 19-year-old student Du Mei Chu last year accused Wu of date-raping her when she was 17, resulting in a barrage of public criticism and luxury bands dropping deals with him. <laughs> Wu was sentenced to 11 years and 6 months of imprisonment for rape, the court in Beijing Chaoyang, Dis Chaoyang District said Friday, and he was also sentenced to imprisonment of 1 year and 10 months for crimes of gathering people to commit adultery. It was found that the defendant's Wu, Wu Fen or Chris Wu, has four sexual relations with three other, with three women as residents from November to December 2020, when they were drunk and did not know or able to, or not able to resist. The court said he was served a 13-year term before being deported. It added. The saga had evoked China's Me Too movement, which saw a wave of women come forward in 2018, which is a starting point, voicing experiences of sexual harassment, sometimes involving powerful public figures. Wu was one of China's most bankable, bankable stars. Brands including Louis Vuitton, Bulgari, and Lil Ro, a real man, and Porsche suspended the partnership with Wu over the case. And most victims spoke out online in the wake of the initial in the, in the initial claims, accusing Wu's staff of predatory behavior and inviting them to boozy to boozy karaoke parties. The hashtag girls help girls, girls helping girls, girls help girls time, where women express solidarity with Wu, were censored from Chinese social media in the wake of the scandal. The Weibo trending hashtag, the law is at is the lowest standard of morals. Also racked up eight hundred and thirty million views as users complain about about the high legal threshold required for victims to prove sexual assault in court, which I found out to be ridiculous. When it happened, they don't report much. I, I can guarantee you, many women who who actually came forward barely it's it's barely heard by the by the government whatsoever. Hong Kong Top Court's delays decision on government's bid to appeal against, against allowing UK lawyer in Jamie Lai's trial to start next month. <laughs> Hong Kong Top Court has adjourned its decision on whether to allow the Department of Justice to appeal against an earlier ruling that lets media tycoon hire Jamie Lai, Jamie Lai a UK lawyer for his national security trial until Monday. Lai's trial is to is set to begin next Thursday. Panel three judges, Chief Justice Andrew Chung and permanent judge judges Roberto Roberto um, Roberto and Joseph Falk heard the heard the DOJ's DOJ's applications for leave to appeal against the demissions of King Counsel Timothy Owens at the Court of Final Appeal on Friday. The media tycoon who founded Pronomox who found a Pornomoxy tablet Apple Daily, sent accused up three national security charges, two counts of conspiracy to collude foreign forces, and one count of collusion with foreign forces. What is that? Well, I don't see anything different about that, what the, what the government's give out. The 74-year-old is also facing one charges under the colonial era sedition law. 
conspiracy to print, publish, sell, offer sell, distribute, display, and or reproduce seditious publications. The hearing on Friday dealt with the Justice Department's fourth attempt to block Owen's admission. The Court of Appeal previously ruled twice against the Department of Justice before the matter was brought to the city's high, highest court. King's Council are the British equivalent of senior councils in Hong Kong and require permission to be allowed and to represent clients in the city's courts. Ex-Justice Ex Secretary Senior Counsel Rimsky Yuen arguing on behalf of the department on Friday that the court should grant the application as a matter was of general public interest and that it should re it should reconsider its the issues in light of a new public interest emerging because of the implementations of the national of the security legislation. He confirmed to the top court that the Department of Justice was asking for a blanket ban of, on overseas counsel on the national security cases, except for exceptional case circumstances, and that the burden of proving such circumstances would fail would fall on, would fall on the applicants for admission. Overseas counsels would not be in positions in a position to contribute. To in in security law trials, Yin said, as as what we need is to have someone who can understand the national security of China. <laughs> what one country regards uh, as important may be different from other country. What one country may see as as most important could possibly be misunderstood by another," said Yin. Nice case concerns concerns a merger of the of the security law. Which, which the senior counsel said was modeled on mainland Chinese laws and the basic law, which is the city's mini constitution. Owens would not be able to contribute to the to the case as he would not be able to the to be be able to the contribute to contribute on the former matter, and therefore he should not be allowed to represent Lai in the upcoming trial. The former secretary for justice argued. Senior counsel, senior uh, senior counsel Rob Pong, who argued for the admission of Owen, said that inexperience in one area did not take away from what they, from what they, be might be able to contribute in other areas. Pong also said that the Justice Secretary was focused on just one system and one country two system, and was throwing the other system out the window. And I agree on that, actually. They kept throwing that all the time. They always care about one country, but they never care about two systems. <laughs> Three courts of appeal judges, Susan Kwan, Carol Chu, and Thomas All, wrote in their first rulings against the De Department of Justice that public perceptions of fairness in the trial is vital, is vital importance to these administrations of justice. On Friday, Yuan argued that the panels, not the panel of judges, had errored and ruined so, and said that the court should not take into account public perception when deciding on the matter, as it would not be a, would not be in the best position to gauge public perception. On the other hand, Pang argued that that public perceptions was an aspect of public interest, as it showed the confidence the public has in the administration of justice. The ex-Justice Secretary argued previously to the Court of Appeal that there were, that there was no meaningful or effective enforcement of overseas counsel's obligations to confidentiality regarding state secrets 
or other confidential information once they leave Hong Kong. <laughs> On Friday, Wobbe Rio questioned Yen's argument and said that Lai's case would not would not involve any state secrets. Pang argued that Lai's case involved two conspiracies that took place in Hong Kong involving local defense involving local defendants and that, according to the department's latest updates, the collusion charges would be left on a court file and that no state secret would be involved in the case. Senior counsel also said that Yen's argument would was an insult to Owen as the UK barrister would still be bound by confidentiality and any provisions the UK has for counselors practicing overseas. After Chen's announced, announced that the court where adjourn his decision to Monday, the Chief Justice asked how the the case should proceed should the top court grant the Department of Justice applications. Yen said that the departments would apply to adjourn trial on at the High Court if the application was granted, while Pang said that the trial would still go ahead as scheduled and that Owens should be allowed to represent Lai while the appeal being was being handled. Lai been has been in custody for close to two years since December 2020, the media tycoon has since been sentenced to prison over our protest-related charges, mainly the June 4th um, uh, gatherings that happened at the time, around that time to be specific, actually. I don't understand, because what's so, what's so bad about inviting a UK, a, you know, a UK person, person who knows about the case, and I gotta be honest with you, those who knows about the case and they hopefully they can understand the case better than I do. Hopefully they can study it for it. That's what I recommend. And hopefully that they can make a judgment fair and or either or between that actually. I mean, can there be any doubts actually that happens, you know? Cause these kind of trials that they put up or whatever they said, it's either proven to be False, or it could be true on either cases. <laughs> like they kept kept appealing it, and they kept getting thrown out the window every time. And they kept doing it, they failed. They kept doing it, they failed. They kept doing it, they failed. We already knew it's gonna happen anyway. Everything went backwards. Well, for them, they fail over over time. So we already knew what the government's gonna try to do. Launch another another case on that, and then try to. You know, trying to do this and that, and trying to bring this and that, bring this in here and here. It's already, it's starting to, you know, it's starting to get a crazy amount of annoyance already. I'm getting tired of it, actually. They can't lose. We already knew about that. Then they, and after that, they kept sending all these stupid things. Out. And they want, we want them to represent the case anyway. And they, they kept sending, sending the applications every time. And they kept sending and sending and sending it. I don't know how long this is going to take when this happens. And this is what happened when my computer is taking too freaking long. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm about to break this computer because this happens. This is, this is frustrating every single people who are waiting for his trial to be, to, to be dealt with. It's like, it's like, just release him. There's no reason to even keep him in there. He already know he's prison of conscience in the first place. It makes no sense to keep him even for one day. Even for one, even if it's a minute or so, or hours or so. I feel it's, it's ridiculous to have, to have him in prison for almost too long, alright? 
Oh, what else? I think we will... Uh, I guess we have a couple more, I guess. For the... From this week's news, so... Hong Kong woman jailed for three years and five months for riding near government's headquarters during the 2019 protest. A Hong Kong woman has been sentenced to three years and five months behind bars for rioting near the government's headquarters in Admiralty in 2019. Lo Yingsung appeared in front of the, of the Deputy District Judge Chun Lim Chi on Friday, local media reported. She was the last offense in her case to be sentenced after seven co-defendants were sentenced on Monday. Lo's um, low sentencing was delayed after she was placed on quarantine on co on COVID nineteen quarantine. Lao and seven others, and seven others, namely Chi Hu Fum, Fum Ki, Chang Hing Ka, Wang Wang Yup Chung, Yang Xin Yu, Fang uh, Fang Yu, and a minor who was fourteen at the time of the offense, were convicted of taking part in a riot in Admiralty on September twenty seventh, twenty nineteen. Chang said Chang said the scale of the riot was not small, involving a number of protesters who wore hats and masks in attempts to hide their identities and avoid criminal liability. He is he set four and a half years in prison as the sentencing starting point. <laughs> the judge cited Lao's mitigation in which her family described thirty two year old as a motivated and responsible person. Her employer pledged to rehire her in the future, Ming Pao reported. Tang Said what since Lao was pointed guilty in the pre-trial review stage, but not earlier, she was only given a 20% sentence reduction. But Chang further cut her punishment by two months, saying he believed he be he believed she had made an error <laughs> in judgment when she when she committed the offense. She also had a clean criminal record. Lao was jailed for three years and five months in total. Her other seven co-defendants were jailed for up to four years and seven months. A total of 96 people were charged over the clash in Admiralty on September 29, 2019, and they were separated into several cases, apart from Lyle's sentencing on Friday. The district court also handed the mediation of nine people who earlier, earlier pled guilty to a charge of rioting local media report. They will be sentenced they will be sentenced in March next year after after the completion of the trial of their two co-defendants who pled not guilty. <laughs> and this is this is kind of what we see already. So we haven't report we didn't we weren't able to report you last week, but finally we can get into it. So Hong Kong's court convicted Cardinal Zen and five others over failing to register protest relief fund as a society. Nine-year-old Hong Kong Cardinal Joseph Zen and five other and five other pro-democracy figures were found guilty on Friday over failing to register a now-defunct pro protester relief fund as a as a society and fined up to four thousand dollars each. Zen, barrister Margaret M, ex-lawmaker Sid Ho, Scarlett Hui Polka, singer activist Denise Ho, and Tim and Tim Wee. Appeared in front of Principal Magistrate Ada Yip at West at the West Carolina Magistrate's Court on Friday. The four the former five were trustees of the six twelve Humanitarian Relief Fund, while Tse was a was the fund secretary. 
Founded in June 2018 at the start of the mass extradition bill protest, it provided financial support for those arrested or injured before shutting, it down, before shutting down last August. After it learned the company holding its assets, the Alliance for True Democracy Limited will soon do likewise. After considering the roles of all six defendants, the size of the organization and the time it operated without registrations, Yim sentenced the five trustees to $4,000 fine and ordered to pay $2,500. Under the society's ordinance, a society must must apply for registrations or exemptions from the registration within one month of its establishment. Although it was disputed by the defense, Yim ruled that the society's ordinance applied to the to the six twelve humanitarian relief fund. The magistrate said said the trust did not fall into any of the ex- exempt categories listed in the legislation. As it was not a trust of the public nature solely established for charity purposes, <laughs> rather, Yim, rather Yim said that the agreements signed by the five trustees carried eight political aims. In addition, she ruled that the members of the funds shared mutual rights and obligations, and that the group had engaged the public and had and had connections be- with political groups. A Trust does not emerge without reasons, as it must involve planning beforehand. So did the 612 fund, Yim said. Yim also wrote that all six defendants could be regarded regarded as office barriers of the fund, thus were reliable for not making for not making for not registering these trusts as a society. The magistrate said they were responsible for the fund's administrative and financial management and knew more about the fund's operations than other than other ordinary members. Although the lawyers representing Tim told the court that the defendants was only an independent contractor employed by the five trustees, they remember that he was practically a coordinator of the fund and had participated in decision making meetings. Yim also said Yim also said Tim shared the same obligations that the as the five trustees to make use of the funds according to its purpose and ensure the smooth administration. As a result, Yim said he she was um she was not convinced that Ted was um not, was only a contractor and the only possible inter- inference was that was that he was also an office barrier in the organizations and could be considered a secretary or treasurer. <laughs> the defense also challenged the constitutionality of the societies Ordinance saying that it is disproportionately restricted people's rights to assemble, rights to assembly. However, Yim s- said the right of assembly was not absolute and could be restricted for reasons such as national security, public safety, social order, and protections of others' rights or freedom. With regards to the legislation itself, Yim wrote that the information required for registrations was neither complex nor excessive, while the process itself was simple. She added, she added that the public, def- the public was entitled to know the basic information of societies, and it was the government's duty to ensure, to ensure accurate data was, ma- was made available. The court, therefore, came to view that the purpose of the registration system were legitimate and that the relevant, the relevant requirements were reasonable, Yim added. 
Meanwhile, with the press after the hearing, Margaret mm, said the, the case was not was not just about these about the six of us, as it was the first time faced such such a charge under society's ordinance. She said the consequences of the case were very important to those in the city. It is also very important about the freedom the freedom assembly in Hong Kong under society's ordinance. Mm, added, she said. They would take time and seek counsel on the judgment before deciding on their next step. Meanwhile, Cardinal Zen told reporters not to place too much emphasis on his religious identity. I'm a Hong Kong citizen who supports this humanitarian work, he said. Zen, Janice Ho, Sid Ho, and Hui were arrested in May this year by by national security police for another offense. They were reportedly accused of conspiring to collude foreign powers, an offense under the Beijing's imposed national security law. The five were released on bail with no charges have so far been laid. Zen <laughs> was arrested in November over the same charge. He was also granted bail. The, ca- the, ca- um, Catholic, the Catholic Diocese told Hong Kong Press it had no comment. Why wouldn't it comment? I want to know about that. Why I wouldn't comment? That's what I want to know. And how about about what happened in Yurumchi or any places like that? Well, we'll explain more after the break. Welcome back. Deadly Xinjiang fire stirs angers at China's zero COVID policy. Yurumchi, Yurumchi's mayor apologizes. A deadly fire in China's southwest and China's northwest re- Xinjiang region has spurred an outpouring of anger at the country's zero po- COVID policy. As Beijing fights growing public fatigue over its hardline approach to contain the virus, ten people were killed and nine injured when a blaze ripped through a residential building in a region in a regional capital Urumqi on on Thursday night, according to state meet, state news agency Xinhua. Online posts circulating on both Chinese and overseas social media platforms since Friday. Had claimed that lengthy, yes, lengthy COVID lockdowns in the states hampered rescue attempts. <laughs> Some videos appear to show crowds of people taking to the streets to Yurumchi to protest against the measures. The action comes against a backdrop of amounting public frustrations over the government's zero tolerance approach to COVID and, and fall sporadic, sporadic protests in urban cities. China is the last major economy wedded to a zero COVID strategy before these wielding, wielding snap lockdowns, lengthy quarantines, and mass testing to snuff out new outbreaks as they emerge. First partiality, partially verified by AFP, shows hundreds of people massing out outside the Urumqi city government's offices during night chanting lift lockdowns. And I, I am very happy to saying that. In another clip, dozens of people, dozens of people are seen marching through a neighborhood in the east of the city, shouting the same slogan before facing off with a line of hazmat-clad officials and angry rebu- um, rebuking security personnel. AFP journalists were able to verify the video by geolocating local landmarks, but were unable to specify when exactly the protests occurred. <laughs> A wave of anger simmered on Weibo social media platform on Friday amid claims that 
parts electric vehicles left without power through the lengthy lockdown blocked fire engines for entering a narrow road to the to the burning building. I'm also one of I'm also the one throwing myself off the road off the roof, trapped in a overturned quarantine bus, breaking out of of isolation at the Foxconn factories. Um, read one comment referencing, referencing several recent incidents blamed on zero COVID strictures. Chinese authorities censored, censored online content deemed politically sensitive and appeared to have scrapped many posts and hashtags relating to the fire by Saturday morning. Yongqi's police said in a Friday post on Weibo that they had to take a woman surnamed Su for spreading online rumors relating to the numbers of casualties from the blaze. Oh, come on. An initial investigation showed that the, the blaze had been caused by a board of electric sockets in the family's bedroom of the of one of the apartments, according to the state broadcast of CCTV. Rescue attempts were, com- were complicated by a lack of parking spaces and a large numbers of private vehicles parked on both sides of a narrow road to the building. Sage Fire and Rescue Chief Li Wenshang told reports late Friday, CCTV said. Yorkshire's mayor, my my team in K, offered a rare form of apology for the blaze at the briefing, according to the broadcaster. But officials also pushed back against some of the online allegations, knowing that the residents' door had been clamped shut with iron wiring. It happens all right, so what do you expect? Covid controls had confined some communities in Yorkshire, a city of four million people, to their homes for for weeks on ends. But in the wake of the protests, officials on Saturday said the city had basically reduced social transmissions to zero and would restore the normal order of life for residents in the low-risk area, areas in a staged and orderly manner. <laughs> Pandemic fatigue has been growing in China with recent, with recent violent with violent protests erupted erupting at a at a vast covert hit factories in the central city of Zhengzhou. In recent days due to a dispute over pay over over pay and labor conditions. China record uh, record thirty four thousand nine hundred and nine domestic deme, uh, new domestic infections on Saturday, the vast majority of which were asperomatic uh, According to the National Commission, Health Commission, I wonder how long these guys are gonna be stuck with this zero COVID bullcrap. You realize no one can deal with that, right? You know how exhausting that is. It's exhausting, and who's gonna who can deal with that anyway? I mean, can, can there be any doubts if that happens? <laughs> and chi- and of course. Hong Kong gotta start b-wording around with their words. Hong Kong asked search engines to place correct national anthem info and top results for rugby row. It's Google. You can type. They can put in whatever the heck they want. I don't care. You can look up marching the volunteers. That how about that would be easy. <laughs> the Hong Kong the government has asked a search engine to pin the correct information about the national anthem at the top of their search results. The innovation, technology, and and, and and an industry, industry bureau confirmed to Hong Kong Free Press on Friday. Local media reported that the search engine in question was Google. 
It came after Glory to Hong Kong, a tune popular amongst the city's pro-democracy protests in 2018, was heard at South Korea's Rugby 7 instead of the Chinese National Anthem, March of the Volunteers. The November 13th match was between Hong Kong and South Korea. The organizers had reportedly downloaded the top song listed when searching, searching online for Hong Kong National Anthem. In response to Hong Kong Free Press inquiries, the Bureau said that the Office of the Government's Chief Information Officers has been in, clo- has been in close contact with its Internet Search Engine's Hong Kong's branch since last week. As what? As a song closely related to a black cat violence in 2019 and protesting African for in- Hong Kong independence had appeared in the top results when searching for when searching for the keywords relating to related to Hong Kong and national anthem. The Innovation Technology and Industry uh, Bureau Industry Bureau added that its, uh, that its chief Sung Dong had met has met with the search engine's high ranking staff in Asia's Pacific Public Policy and Government Affairs on Monday and mounted solemn negotiations about the situation. <laughs> Meanwhile, it said the it said the office the office of the government's chief information of, officer also wrote to the company on the same day to ask it to ask it to put correct information at the top of its search results. The bureau said the search engine confirmed that they had received the request and would follow up accordingly. We clearly told the service provider in the meeting that certain search results were showing incorrect online online information. Not 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 only would it would easily serve as an excuse for for acts by people with ulterior motives, but also it could lead mislead all citizens. It would also cause serious da- damage to the Hong Kong SAR, as well as the nations, the the bureaus of Pyre. Hong Kong Press has reached out to to Google for comment, but Hong Kong Free Press search for Hong Kong National Anthem in English using a cognitive browsing mode on Friday. The top results with references to Hong Kong's rock band Beyond Boundless Ocean's Vast Skies. The song was adopted has been adopted by the Protomox by the Protomox movement. It's a good song actually. According to local media reports, Chief Secretary for Administration Eric Chen said on Friday that the Korean intern staff members who made the anthem blunders did not study in Hong Kong nor had any connection to the city. Hence there was no evidence that the incident had polit- had political purposes. The chief the chief secretary also said Asia's rugby, the organizers of the rugby series in question, had promised to set up a centralized storage for national anthem to prevent similar mistakes in the future. Asia's rugby president, Khaled Adula Al-Dalai, who made a special visit to Hong Kong to apologize, oh come on, for the anthem mishap, also told commercial radio on Friday that the incident did not involve any political or malicious motives. He said none of their staff members have been punished over the errors of yet, as of yet. But he said he could not rule that some employees might have might receive a warning letter or earn a punishment. However, he said that the Asian rugby internal affairs they would not disclose any actions to the public. I don't know why they're. So, I don't get why they're so scared of it. It makes me. It makes me question the uh, the uh, authorities itself 
for making this stupid, this making this stupid comments that the government has put out. Let's go to Taiwan, shall we? Shall we? <laughs> we have report Taiwan for quite a bit, actually. So Taiwan's um, leader, Chai, uh, Taiwan's president, Tsai Ing-wen, quits as the ruling party chief. Not quit as president, but quit on, but quit uh, basically chairing her own party after local elections lost. Taiwan's president, Tsai Ing-wen, has stepped down as head of her own ruling party after it suffered defeat in Saturday's local elections, while the Beijing's friendly main opposition held its ground. Votes cast ballots for mayors, magistrates, and various other posts in the sit in the 22 cities and counties in elections. Election side has previously described as a stage to so showcase Taiwan's persistence and result and resolve to defend freedom and democracy as Beijing ramps up pressure on the, on the island. <laughs> Her Democrat Progressive Alliance lost four out of the island's key um, mayorities, including the capital, including capital Taipei. The election results went as expected. I should shoulder all the responsibility, and I resigned as DPP's chairwoman immediately. Tai, Tai, who who would stay on as president of the South Island, told reporters. But we don't have time to feel sad. We should get up. We should get up after we fall down. There is no room for hesitations for for Taiwan in the face of the current international situation and future challenges, she said. DPU only secured five cities and the counties in total, compared to the, with the opposition Kuomintang Party, 13. The referendum on, on whether to lower the voting age from 2018 was also rejected. China, which views itself ruled Taiwan as part of its of its territory to be ceased one day, has become more bellicose towards the island under under Chinese leadership campaign. Tension rose to the highest level in years in August when Beijing staged huge military drills around Taiwan to protest against a visit to Taipei by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The KMT, which promotes closer ties with China when in power, pledged to work hard to maintain peace in the region, in the region as its chairman declared victory at a press conference. We will dedicate ourselves to the Taiwan, to the Taiwanese selfless, Taiwanese people selfless, us will be selflessly. We will be selfless, uh, selfless so the KMT can have a chance to win the presidential elections in 2024, Eric, Eric Chu. Sun Wen Ti, a Taiwan's expert at the Australia's National University, says Saturday's polls were more about local issues and would have direct, more di uh, limited direct implications on the 2024 general elections. <laughs> China's policy is not really on the ballot in 2022, but will be on 2024, which means the midterms and presidential and presidential election are different beasts. He told AFP. Taiwan's it's not actually the first time. She did. She resigned as DPP chief in 2018 when the party lost lost the last local elections, but went on to win the landslide election in, in 2020 presidential vote. So for them, <laughs> so for them is a walk in the park. So we already knew about that, all right. And it's it's, it's quite enticing that this happens, of course. And we already see, 
so we all were, we seen this already with Taiwan, so we're not gonna repeat here. But hopefully Taiwan, hopefully the DPP can still continue to maintain the president. We'll see. We don't know. It's too early, so we don't know about that yet. <laughs> Protests in Shanghai as anger mounts over China's zero COVID policy. Angry crowds took to the streets of Shanghai earlier Sunday, calling for an end to lockdowns as China grapples with mounting public protests against its zero COVID policy. Deadly fire on Thursday in Urumqi, the capital, the capital of the northwest China's Xinjiang region, spurred an outpouring of anger as many social media users blamed lengthy COVID lockdowns in the city for hampering rescue efforts. In Shanghai, central Central Wumuchi streets named for named for Yurumchi in Mandarin. I mispronounced I mispronounced that. In a video widely shared on social media and geolocated by AP, some protesters can be heard chanting Xi Jinping step down, CCP step down, in a rare display of public opposition to the country's top leadership. We were taken by an eyewitness on Sunday, showed people gathering in central Shanghai to mourn the ten victims. Killed in the Urumqi fire. Other other vigils took place at universities across the country, according to posts widely circulating on social media. A person who attended these Shanghai protests but not but not asked to be to be named told AFP they arrived at the rally at two at two at two o'clock a.m. to see that. A group of people was mourning and sending flowers on the sidewalk. Another group of people which was chanting slogans. There were minor clashes, but in all, civilized law enforcement, they added. <laughs> At last, a couple of people were taken away by police for unknown reasons. Authorities were swift to curb online discussions of the protest. Phrases related to these visits scrubbed from Twitter-like Weibo platform. Almost immediately after the footage of the rallies emerged. <laughs> Protests came against a backdrop of mounting public frustrations over the Chinese government's zero tolerance approach to COVID and false sporadic rallies in the earth in other cities. China is the last major economy wedded to a zero COVID strategy, with authorities wielding snap lockdowns, lengthy quarantines, and mass testing to snuff out new outbreaks as they emerge. Shanghai, a city of more than 25 million people, enduring a, endured a grueling two-month lockdown early this year that saw widespread food shortages. <laughs> a number of high-profile ca- cases in which emergency services have been allegedly slowed down by COVID lockdowns leading to deaths had catalyzed public oppositions to the measures. I'm also the one, one throwing myself off the off the roof, trapped in a overturned quarantine bus, tra- breaking out of, of isolation at a Foxconn factory. We won recent viral comments referencing a se- uh, several incidents blamed on zero COVID tru- uh, strictures. Following the deadly UMT fire, hundreds of people massed outside the city's government's offices, chanting "Lift lockdown," which partially verified by AP shows. Another group, dozens of people. I see marching through a neighborhood in the east of the city, shouting the same slogan before facing off with a line of hazmat clad officials and angry rebu- um, rebuking se- security personnel. AP was able to verify these videos by geolocating local landmarks, but were unable to specify when exactly the protests occurred.
in the wake of the protests. Officials in Sar- and on Saturday said the city had basically reduced social transmission to zero and would restore the normal order of life for residents in low-risk areas in a staged order- and orderly manner. Other rituals took place overnight at universities across China, including one at the elite Peking University, and undergraduate participants told AP. Speaking anonymously for fear of repercussions, he said some anti-COVID slogan has been graffitied on the wall of the university, with some echoing words echoing those written on the banner that hung over Beijing's bridge just before the Communist Party's Congress in October. People had started gathering from around midnight local time, but he hadn't, jo- hadn't dared join initially. When I arrived two hours later, I think I think there were at least 100 people there. Maybe 200, he said. At first, they sang the international. Later, some students started shouting slogans, but the reaction wasn't particularly loud. People weren't really sure what they should shout. But I heard people, heard people yelling, no to COVID tests, yes to freedom. <laughs> and photos and videos he showed AAP co- um, corroborated his account. These students were communicating with security guards and teachers, he said. But it is unclear if they faced punishment for taking part. The graffiti have already been covered up when he arrived. Videos on social media also showed a mass vigil at Nanjing's Institute of Communications with people holding lights and white sheets of paper. Hashtag relating to the protest was censored on Weibo, and their video platform Douyin and, and Kuaishou were scrubbed of any videos. Videos from Xi'an, Guangzhou, and Wuhan also spread on social media. Showing similar small protests, AP, AP was unable to verify the footage independently. China's reported 39,506 domestic COVID cases Sunday, a record high but comparatively small compared to a caseload in the West at the height of the pandemic. I don't know why China. I don't know why. I don't know why the Chinese government keep doing this kind of things. Like, why? Why are they doing this? How many times can they? Can, how many times can they stomp out anything like that? That's what I want to know. How many times can they stamp out any of these kind of things? China's protest. Long live the people. Beijingers, Beijingers gathered for a frigid anti-lockdown rally. One of one by one, Beijingers braved the cold Sunday, Sunday night after afterwards up a rally spread on social media. A vigil for the victim, victims of the deadly fire, as well as a protest against China's harsh COVID-19 restrictions. Within hours, hundreds had gathered on the banks of Lingma, um, of the Lingma uh, River in new freezing temperatures. An AFP journalist at the scene saw many holding blank she- white papers in symbolic protest against censorship. Others lit candles and tea lights at a at a small makeshift altar where the flowers bouquet were placed in a white sheet of paper read for victims who perished in the Urumqi fire on, on November 24th. Protests have sprung up across Shanghai and Beijing in the wake of a deadly fire in Urumqi, the capital of the west, western region of Xinjiang. Deaths that, that many blame on strict lockdowns preventing emergency services from reaching the victims in time. We are all Xinjiang people. Go Chinese people. Long live the people. Those rallying by the river, by the river, which cuts through some of Beijing's aff- most affluent neighborhoods, chanted Sunday. <laughs> I'm here for my future. 
you have to fight. You have to fight for your own future. A woman in her twenties, surnamed Tian, told AFP. I'm not scared because we are not doing anything wrong. We are not breaking any laws. Everyone's working hard for a better tomorrow. And I agree. Others were more explicitly opposed to China's COVID policy, shouting, "No to nucleic acid tests. We want food. Who doesn't want food?" Some ten- some chanted chanted slogans recalling a strong tragedies linked to this country's strict anti-COVID rules. Do not forget those who died in the Guizhou bus crash. Do not forget freedom, one said. For entering an accident in, sa- in September when a bus transport residents to a COVID-19 quarantine facility crashed, killing 27 of those on board. Remember the Xi'an pregnant woman who died. Those who ha- could not access medical treatments in Shanghai, a nurse said. Some people we will never forget. We will, we will not forget. While others said, don't don't be a people, be a, be yourself. Some gently saying the international, a standard of the international communist movement and the national anthem. <laughs> Others waited quietly, filming the scene, rare in China, while mass protests are routinely quashed by the state on their phones. Mu was largely calm, but keeping a watchful eye, while at least a dozen police cars parked in, on several roads, some police officers walked through the crowds, filming the scene. Some young people made speeches, while others shouted slogans demanding freedom of art and freedom to write. Drivers were heard, were heard honking their horns in support of the protesters as they drove on the nearby on the nearby road, on the nearby ring road. Because of you, Beijing is proud an onlooker on the other side of the river yell. An AMP report saw police trying to disperse the crowd just before 10.30 p.m. Some protesters stood the ground, shouting, don't leave. Many chose to stay, as passing cars continued honking. Eventually, authorities blocked the road to stop vehicles coming through, and at around 1.45 a.m., approximately 100 police officers suddenly marched onto the crowd. Dozens of protesters left, but a small group of around 100 people stayed standing under a bridge, some of them growing angry and trying to reason through the police. Fifteen minutes later, more coaches arrived filled with, po- with paramilitary police, sparking fears of violence and prompting, prompting around half of them half demonstrators to leave hurriedly. Those remaining were told by the police to go home, but one person continued to argue. Eventually, the officers at the front of the union agreed that he had he had heard the protesters' concerns, without revealing his rank, his identity, and or rank. At this, there were a round of there were a round of applause from the crowd, and people agreed to go home. Flanked on all sides by police, the remem- the remains of the rituals were ushered to the other side on the road where they they where they walked or cycled away. It's pretty crazy to see this happening, actually, and it's something that we should say, you know. And it's cr- it's. Qu- and it's quite, um, hap- it's quite nice and rare to see, you know, this kind of thing happens all the time. And it's quite ra- rare, actually. I'm hoping that we see them doing more. And we're going to do two more for today. Waiting to China itself, of course. We're going to do it instead. Actually, we're going to do probably one or one. China moves to curb and censor rare nationwide protests, blamed forces with terror motives. They always said that. It's always the same quote over and over again. 
China security forces detained people Monday at the scene of a rare demonstration as authorities worked to extinguish protests that flared across the country calling for political freedoms and an end to COVID lockdowns. People have taken to the streets in major cities and gathered at university campuses across China to call for an end to the lockdowns and greater political freedoms in the wake of protests not seen since pro-democracy rallies and and 1989 were crushed. A deadly fire last week in Urumqi, the capital of northwest China and northwest China's Xinjiang region, was a catalyst for the public anger, with, bl- with many blaming COVID lockdowns for hampering rescue efforts. Beijing, Mo- Beijing Monday accused forces of alternative mills for linking the fire to COVID measures, saying local medias were made clear the f- made clear the fact and refuting disinformation and smears. In Shanghai, an area where demonstrators gathered over the weekend, AP witnesses, po- witnesses witnessed police leading three people away from a site, while China censored worked to scrub signs of social media-driven rallies. Protests have notably, have notably used the rally to cover greater political freedoms. Some even demanded resignation of Chinese leader Xi Jinping, recently reappointed to a historical, historic third term as the country's leader. Large crowds gathered Sunday in the capital, in the capital Beijing, in the economic hub of Shanghai, where police clashed with protesters as they tried to stop the groups from converging at uh, Wormchi uh, Street, named after the Mandarin for Yurumchi. Hundreds of people rallied in the same in the same area with blank sheets of paper and flowers to hold what appears to have to be a silent protest on Sunday afternoon. The BBC. Said one of the journalists had been arrested and beaten by police while covering the Shanghai protest. Though Chinese, though Chinese foreign ministry said the reporters have not identified himself as such. You know he is from BBC for goodness sake. British government minister Monday denounced the Chinese police actions as unacceptable and concerning. In the capital, at least four hundred people gathered at the on the banks of a river for several hours, with some shouting, "We are all Xinjiang people, go Chinese people." An MP journalist at the tent scene of the of the Shanghai protest Monday saw a heavy police presence with blue fences in place along pavements to stop further stop further gathering. Three people were detained were then detained by police at the site. An AFP an AFP journalist saw with law enforcement preventing passersby from taking photos or views of the area. When asked why one of the people were taken away, the policeman told AFP. Because he didn't obey our arrangement before referring, referring the reporters to local police authorities. Shanghai police had not responded on Friday to repeat inquiries about how many people had been detained. The AFP journals also filmed people being detained on Sunday. State censors appear to have largely cleaned Chinese social media of any news about the rallies by Monday. The search terms Lianma Lianma River Yuanchi Road, sites of the protests in Beijing and Shanghai have been scrubbed in any reference to the rallies on Twitter-like Weibo platform. China's strict control of information and controlled travel curves tied to the zero-COVID policy make verifying numbers of protests across the vast country challenging. But such widespread rallies are exceptionally rare, with authorities harshly clamping down on any of all opposition to the central government. 
Spraying through social media, the protests have been fueled by frustrations at the central government's civil COVID policy, which sees authorities impose snap lockdowns, lengthy quarantines, and mass testing campaigns over just a handful of cases. Protests also occurred on Sunday in Wuhan, the central city where the COVID-19 first emerged. While there were reports of demonstrations in Guangzhou, Chengdu, and Hong Kong, after seeing at the Beijing Riverside rally, where rows of police vehicles were in place on social media, a female jogger in her 20s told AP she has been has seen the protests on social media. The protest was a good thing. It's not a signal that people are fed up with too strong restrictions to jogger, jogger who asked not to be named, said. I think the government has understood the message and that they will ease the policy in order in order to give them and anyone a way out, she added. And the censorship couldn't keep up with the news of the protests. State-run media People's Day published a commentary on Monday morning warning any paralysis and battle wariness in the fight against COVID, but stopped far short on, and on, on hardline policies. People have now reached a boiling point because there are no clear direction to path to end the COVID policy, Alfred Wumulian. A Chinese politics expert at the National University of of Singapore told AFP the party had underestimated people's anger. China reported 40,052 domestic COVID 19 cases on Monday, record high but tiny compared to a caseload in the West at the heights of the pandemic. But at the same time, it's still still a case and it'll still be a case, for goodness sake. And hoping the Chinese people continue to continue it, and hoping that Chinese government can scrap this stupid lockdown and let people be free for goodness sake. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday and Friday for our podcast. And make sure and make sure to always stay safe over the over the holiday. We're about to head off to December in a couple of days, so we'll hope you guys are getting ready for your Christmas right on your Christmas list. Hope you guys are getting what you want for Christmas, because. Well, it's your is what you want to get is what you're gonna get. And thank you for tuning, guys. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cow My Radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great day. Cat host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Cat host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.